on my pillow that won't dry on the road beyond my ears. I've no sorrow, but today I don't walk alone. Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group's Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. Uh, now we're going to have Joey up to tell us our joke. Hello, everyone. I am your uh, recovered joke teller for the evening. <clears throat> My name's Joey. All right. So, the past, present, and future walk into a bar. And boy, was it tense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joey. Um, I'm a recovered alcoholic, and uh, my name is uh, Megan. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. In a minute, uh, we're going to start our two-minute uh, meditation. So please take a moment to get situated. Please turn off all devices that uh, make noise and will distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you stay focused on the step study tonight. Is everybody ready? If so, let's start the meditation.
Okay, if everybody's ready, we'll say the fog light prayer. God, God let, let your love shine through me like a fog light, so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. There is a solution from page um, uh, from the big book, page 17. Uh, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. I've asked uh, Ryan to come up and read Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. Uh, we read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what one is. My name's Ryan. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hi, Ryan. Uh, spiritual experience. The terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety, because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. <clears throat> Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. Thank you, Ryan. Um, okay, please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly and sitting back down. <laughs> this is a tech-free meeting, so please set your phones to airplane or meeting mode or just turn them off. Um, now it's time to introduce our two lovely ladies we have here speaking. Um, it's been exciting. It's been a new format, and I'm excited to hear what these two have to say tonight. Thank you. Aww. Thanks, Megan. Megan. <laughs> Hi, family. My name is Isabel. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Isabel. Uh, Marlene alcoholic. Woohoo. Here we are. How it works. Step three. Wow. 
Feels good to be here tonight. Thanks, Mike, uh, for inviting us in, Marlene and I, and especially into this beautiful space. It makes you feel comfortable and comforted. Uh, It's a nice place to be. I, when I come here, I always feel God's love in this room. Every time I've been in this room, so it's. It's a nice place for me to come on Thursday nights. Mm. And thank you all for attending. So, step three. Mm. Wow. And what it's been like for Marlene and I. And I know Marlene got to practice all day. You know, when the going gets tough, you know the saying, the tough get going. And we have to rise up and use the strength that we have been given through the tools and Alcoholics Anonymous. And basically, that boils down for us to really trusting in God. Really trusting in God. And I mean really trusting in God. So, um, with that being said, you know, uh, tell me, Marlene, what for you, step three means... um, what that step brings to your life, especially now after being sober 15, 15 years, in your 15th year. In my 15th year. My mic on? Okay. Uh, step three for me was, in the beginning, uh, I, I went through the motions. I did what I was, what was suggested. Um, but I, I loved the third step prayer. I loved the idea of... Um, you know, abandoning myself to God, even though I didn't really have much of a, a working relationship, a, an active relationship with God. I just, I felt it when I was in the rooms of AA. You know, I felt it. I felt different when I came in versus when I left. And um, and I really did believe it was, it was God. Um, and when I did, you know, when I did that third step prayer, um, it was... It was probably more profound for me than my fourth step, doing my fourth and fifth with my sponsor. Um, you know, but I did struggle with understanding, you know, the will and the lives. You know, what did what did that mean? Turn your, you know, your will and your life uh, over to the care of God. Your thoughts and your actions. Yes, my Define. will was my thoughts. My life was my actions. And so far, you know, I was mucking up my life with bad actions. You know, so. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, I th- the third step, I've said that prayer every day, every night, my entire sobriety, and when life was dicey, I would say it countless times. Today was one of those days where, you know, God, I trust in you all day today, yeah. and it comforted me. It, it got me through the day, got me here tonight with all of you, um, and I'm grateful that I have a God I can lean on when the going gets rough, but it, you know, it wasn't instant, not when I came in. You know, like I said, prior weeks, you were my higher power. The group was my higher power. Yeah. 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 I, I thank you so much for sharing that with us because it is a practice, right? Mm-hmm. It says practicing. So we have to practice. And it does take a lot of practice, even sober, mm-hmm. for 20 years. It's a practice of, you know, am I making that decision? That decision for me has to be made every day. 
and several times a day, especially when the going gets rough. It's like, whoa, what do I do now? And when I think about turning my, my life over to the care of God, as I understand him, my, my actions, my thoughts, um, it's like, hmm, what, what is one of the most, how do I abandon myself to God? And how do I abandon myself to AA? And I remembered when I first came to Alcoholics Anonymous 20 years ago, I um, <clears throat> went to a lot of AA meetings. I went to a lot of AA meetings and I called my sponsor a lot. And I was constantly, you know, calling, 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 asking, 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 hey, I'm going to Wawa, what do you think? Hey, I'm going to ShopRite, I got to pick up some things, what do you think? Hey, I'm making a left on Shore Road, what do you think? And she was like, yeah, you're doing good, Isabel, you're doing good. And funny thing was, she used to tell me all the time, was you're very willing, you're very willing. And I didn't even know what willingness was, but I knew I didn't want to go back to the pain that I had. I, didn't, I knew that I didn't want to go back to the suicide ideations. I knew that that was really, really bad for me. So I kept calling to find out what, was, what did I have to do next. And I found the answer through my sponsor. And I found the answer in sitting in the meeting. So when it said made a decision to turn our will, my thoughts, because my thoughts were crazy. I had crazy thoughts, sober, because I wasn't drinking anymore. And my life, you know, my actions... It was like, well, how was I really living my life? And it seemed like I was on autopilot. Get up, go to AA. Get up, call your sponsor. Uh, get up, do this. It was always about something to do with AA. You're the coffee maker. You, you're the greeter. You're the this. You're the that. Jump in the service. Do, do, do. Go, go, go. And I did it. And I wanted to do it. And now, I think, 20 years later, I still want to do it. I still feel the holiness and the calling from God to do this work because I like the idea. Thank you for saying what you said, because we must abandon ourselves to God. And when I think of the prayer and Marlene and I had obviously talked about this, right? We were together all weekend people, um, or, you know, a few days. Yeah. For a few days. And being able to talk about what that represents in our lives the practice of willingness to go to any length to get sober. And this is a spiritual path. So we're on this journey, all of us together. And it's like, huh? So if I'm practicing step three, I got that key and the door is opening. Like the door is wide open. If you could see the room tonight, the door is wide open. And I like that because I feel like when the door is shut, I get closed in. I'm by myself. I'm separated mm -hmm. from God. I do not want to separate myself from God. And I can do that not only physically, but mentally as well. So I have to be really mindful. The door is open. Come on in, Missy. Come on in, Marlene. Let's keep going. Whether I want to or not. And that was the big ticket. Whether you want to or not. Whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it. Because most mm -hmm. of the times as alcoholics, we don't, we don't feel like it. <laughs> right. We don't want to. We don't want to. And, you know, I noticed tonight I didn't have to force Marlene to come. She was ready to go. She was outside of her house waiting. She was outside of the door ready to jump in the car. And those are the people I like to work with because I feel like, man, this girl's got it going on. Well, you know the ones that are hot to trot, right? And I mean hot to trot for the big book, right? 
I see these guys out there looking at me like, what do you mean by that? You know, you know what I mean. So I can't see you out there in Zoom land, but I know what you're thinking. So, you know, when we make that decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God, and then it uses the underline as we understand him. Large hoop. Yeah. Right? So what... What does that mean for you as we understand him? It means my own conception of God. And it changes as I change. And mm. the deeper my understanding of God is, the more he reveals to me. Uh, I, and I think that um, that's one of the things I love the most about the program is that I don't have to believe the way you believe. Uh, I just have to believe that there's a power and it isn't me. That's the most important because I was fueled on self-will just I was a bulldozer in every in every respect in my life and I was suffering and causing suffering around me um and it got worse when I put the bottle down mm. yeah because mm. so, I was driven with self-sufficiency not God's sufficiency and um yeah yeah I was just did not know how to be any other way it was a lifetime of behavior. So the idea of like surrendering to what and how do you do that <laughs> over and over and over. And we talked about it this weekend where, you know, what does that feel like when, when you're in that space of surrendering? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in God's will versus when you're, I know when I'm not in God. We just talked about that. Like, I know when I'm not in God's will, I get a feeling in my gut. Um, that quiet voice, you know, tells me I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing or I'm Doing or not doing something I should be doing. Hmm. Um, so I, le- I learned to listen to that voice, and that's how I've aligned my will with God's will. And, and that's what gives me peace. That's what makes me not want to drink and drug anymore because I'm not, my, my actions, my life is different than the person I brought in, you know. But it, it didn't happen overnight at all. Right. And it can still happen, right? Self-sufficiency. Oh, yeah. Even sober. Self-sufficiency, even sober. Key word, self-sufficiency. So we want it our way. We get it our way. When you really want something, we know as alcoholics, we get it our way when we want it. And that can be sober as well. And that is, that Mm. is a challenge. Life is a challenge or it's nothing at all. So here we are with self-sufficiency. And now we're making this decision to turn our will, our thoughts, and our life, our actions over to the care of God as we understand him so we can abandon self-sufficiency. Mm. So when we abandon self-sufficiency, I know for myself, my old ideas, the way I think I am, the way I think I want it, all of that, my perfect little world, I'm the director, I'm calling all the <laughs> shots, and I'm either playing it really, really nice. Oh, if everybody could just mm. move over to the left. Or I said, move it over, <laughs> right? I said, move it over now. And it's like, uh, or I use a combination of everything yeah. to get what? Yeah. What you want. My way, mm-hmm. right, my way. I did it my, my way. I, I heard this, this is funny. I heard this priest one time saying it like this. I did it thy way. <laughs> I, like, I hate it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Sidebar. It wasn't an AA. But, you know, when, and, and that's a really good example of whose way am I really doing it. And that's the check. 
was because when we want what we want, mm. no matter what that is, if it's a cheeseburger or, or a, a roast beef sandwich, food, right? I know what, what, what do you want to order? Well, I know what I want. I want a cheeseburger. No, I didn't ask for that that way. I want it my way. Isn't McDonald's your way? Some one of those Burger fast, King, I think. Burger is my King, way. you get it your know. way. So, but in real life, it doesn't always happen like that. You order one thing and you get another thing, and it's like whoa. But the one thing about that self-sufficiency and abandoning our ideas to God, right? To God, not to me, is then it's like. And Marlene and I talked about this. It's when I want something, it's like, I got to have it, right? So if you can see me out there, you know, I got a grip on it, especially in a relationship, right? Uh, this has got to work, right? <laughs> I want this to work. Mm. This is mine. I want it. I got it. And when I do that, you can see through my body, you know, when you're talking to somebody that's like, I asked you to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And you go, whoa, dude, lighten up. And then, you know, God steps in and it's like, well, how do I let God in? And it's like, whoa, I, I need, people keep saying, you need to lighten up, girl. Lighten up, Missy. And then I start to notice, you know, let go. It's like, let go of what? I can barely, my fingers are like, whoa, what's happening? It's I have to like release this energy of this tight, tight grip on what I think I want in my life. So that these hands can be open. So these hands can receive God. So that these hands can join together to lift my heart to God. Otherwise, I stay stuck in self. Mm. And stuck in self is not a good place. And then we say, well, I don't know who God is. Right? I don't know what God's will is. Right? That's always a great question for a newcomer. Well, what's God's will? What's God's will? Newcomers want to know, what's God's will, right? They ask. If you're out there in La La Zoom then, you're probably asking, what is, what is God's will? They got, what's today, the 17th, 21st of January? Somebody's got 21 days sober. Somebody's started New Year's Day, or maybe they got one day. And they're wondering what God's will is. And now we're, we're here sharing that we made a decision to turn our will, which is our thoughts, over to the care of God as we understood them. So now what does God will for me to stay sober? To stay sober under any and all conditions because life gets tough. Life starts showing up. Life gets lifey. And then what do we do? And it's like, whoa, in order to really let go, I have to have a total what on God. Reliance. Reliance, De- not dependence. defiance, uh-huh. right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And a dependence. Mm-hmm. So now we... we and trust. Right. God, I trust in you. Mm. So a total reliance, a total dependence, and a total trust in God that he's not going to drop me. That he's not going to drop me. That God's got this. That I want to go to God. Go to God or go to hell. (laughs) Right? That's what I found out in AA. Go to God or go to hell. What is hell? Separation from God. Mm. Yep. So I got to be real careful what I'm putting in my mind. What am I putting in my mind? You've heard it before. 
I don't know about you people in Zoom land, but AA is real, real careful to remind us, what am I thinking? Because the thinking comes before the drinking, mm-hmm. right? So what am I thinking about what do I want to do? You know, we said it in step one, got to drink, got to drink, got to drink, 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 got to drink, got to drink, got to drink, drink. Now it's like, whoa, I don't want to be, I don't want to be entertaining that thought. I don't want to be glamorizing my drinking. I don't want to glamorize my old drinking days because I live in a delusion, (laughs) right? Still, I got a mind that lies in a disease that wants to kill me. So now I'm finally getting to this part where I'm becoming God-fed and God-led, spirit-led. And it takes on a whole new meaning of, you know, willingness Mm. and the protection and guidance that we receive from God. So it's like, whoa, um, I, the, you know, working in these, in these books, our literature, the 12 and 12, <laughs> the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, w- one of the things I like is, you know, we say we know where step three is in the literature, right, in how it works. And in the 12 and 12, it's in step three. So we find the solution here. So it also talks about how it doesn't work. So I got to be crystal clear. And and this is one of the things Marlene and I were talking about is when God's talking, Mm, he's clear crystal. He's not confusing. It's not difficult. It's not forced. It's a flow. It's easy. That was easy. I I love love that that button. button. (laughs) Right. That was easy. You get it at Staples just in case you're wondering. Okay. But we're at Enterprise Rental Car. <laughs> yeah, right. We're, we're Enterprise Rental Car. <laughs> but God, God does not bring confusion. Mm-mm. God brings clarity, crystal clear. So now we know we had to make this decision. When did you first make the decision in AA? What happened? What was that like when you, you know, you were with your sponsor or whoever? You mean when I did the third step? Or yeah. Just, yeah. We were in the parking lot of CPK. Standing, we didn't kneel, but I kneel now when I work with the sponsees. And I, you know, um, we were were in a parking lot, so we held hands and we prayed it. At that point, I didn't know it by heart. Um, But I don't know. I there was I had an experience with it, even in a dark parking lot, surrounded by cars and in this person I barely knew, my first sponsor. I don't know. I just, I just knew I was in good hands with her. I knew God put her in my path to, to save my life, and she did. Mm. She did in spite of myself. She saved me. Um, yeah. Yeah, third step is an experience. Third step is an experience. It's, it's, I'd never prayed with someone and held their hands, especially someone I didn't know very well. So that was strange. So, so much of this journey has been doing things that are uncomfortable and unfamiliar and that mm. I don't want to do. But it's through doing those things that I've changed. Amen. Yeah. A lot of it's that. Most of it for me. Right. A lot of it's this challenging thing. Like, what do they want me to do? (laughs) What? Stay sober another day? What? Go to God? What? Mm. Hit my knees. Stand on your head if you have to, people. There's really no right or wrong way to do this. Some prefer other methods, like getting on your knees. But stand on your head if you want to. Right? You know? But do it. 
Just do hold it. Hold hands if you want to. Keep your hands together if you want to. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands like this if you want to. Because when you abandon yourself to God, it's really an opening of your heart. Whether you're standing in a parking lot at CPK. It's an act of humility. Amen. Amen. You know, to finally get to that point where you can be with another person. And even if it's by yourself Mm. and just abandon yourself. I remember the first time I ever did the third step uh, prayer. I didn't even know the third step prayer. Um, I was just going to the meetings and I was at Trudger's group, 730 in the morning in Galloway, New Jersey. And uh, we were listening to Joe and Charlie, Mm. which is what a great thing to do. If there's a group out there, somebody in Zoom land wants to start a Joe and Charlie meeting. It's a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And afterwards, Carla, she was like the spokesperson of the group. (laughs) She was like, why don't we all go into the chapel and do the third step prayer? And I was like, okay. (laughs) I went along with everything AA said. I went along with it. I was like, say yes. Yep. Say yes, man. This is a yes program. This is a yes program. So (laughs) I went to the chapel and I did a call and repeat, you know, call and repeat. God. God, I, I offer myself to thee, I offer myself to thee, to build with thee, to build with thee and do with thee, and to do with thee as thou wilt, as thou wilt, relieve me, relieve me of the bondage of self, of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will, that I may better do thy will, take away my all my difficulties, difficulties. that I may better, that I may better do thy will, do thy will for your love. Uh, your honor, power, love, your power, <laughs> love, and mercy, something like that. <laughs> My way of life. And, and then may I, <laughs> may I, I do, do thy will always. always. So yeah, you can add lib a little bit. <laughs> so it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're standing on your head, hitting your knees in, in a parking car. lot, in a church, in this room. It's just a matter of making the commitment. I think people like us like to do rituals and that's a little bit of a ritual Mm -hmm. right to do that together and to be on your knees and to really open your heart to god um and talking about it and communing about it and one of the things that i like is being in relationship because i was taught early on this is about relationship so my relationship with god my relationship with myself and my relationship with others Mm -hmm. so how do one how do we know when we're we're not in good relationship we're having conflicts with lots of people yeah we start conflicting with people right no matter where they are at the wawa at the gas station at the floridian no matter where we go i can't stand that person why'd they look at me like that why'd they talk to me like that don't talk to me like that. give me my change give me my money right we start getting a little ruffled we start talking to people perhaps inappropriately or very inappropriately. And then we wonder why what's going on because we're not in a healthy relationship with ourselves, with God. And then that comes out to others. But when we're in good relationship with people, again, it feels, feels peaceful. It feels easy. Uh, it feels good. You know? I can see the God in others when I'm in that state. But uh, when I don't feel that right, you're at, spiritual you're at feeling, I'm, <coughs> I'm picking you apart. Right. 
Yeah. When I Pick when, a fight. when I am not feeling the peace. And neither from are you. you. <laughs> right, right. If I'm not feeling it from you, you're not getting it from me. <laughs> right? What you see is what you get. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, well, how do I step up? How do I really play this? Yeah. Right? And that's where that continuous action comes in. That's when I have to really remind over myself. And over and over and over. Right. Step we take all like, the time. That's when I need to shut my mouth. That's when I need to button it up. Mm-hmm. That's when I need to, to go against the grain of who I really mm-hmm. think I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I am. It's like, no, I don't have to be like that. I can stop that. I don't have to be mean. I was Claude and I were talking about it this morning. I don't know if they have it anymore, but they used to have it. And I loved it. They had a bump. You know how they have bumper stickers, right? They have all kinds of crazy bumper stickers. Well, a bumper sticker that they used to have was mean people suck. Does anybody <laughs> remember that? Mean people suck, right? So, and when you're, when you're working with a mean person at your job or you meet a mean person at McDonald's or wherever or the credit store or the grocery store or wherever, it sucks, right? Like, God, what's the matter with them? I don't usually look at a mean person as a broken person. Mm. But now that I'm sober a few 24 hours, I don't know what the mean person was dealing with. Right. I don't know what their, their reason for being like that is. I don't know if something happened in their family life that I'm unaware of and that they still had to come to work regardless of what happened. I don't ever ask that question. I do now. I wonder, you know, like, wow, what's the matter? You know, every one of us is broken to a variety of degrees. And sometimes we wear it on our face, right? When we're hurt emotionally. Or if you broke your arm, you would now, like, oh, you broke your arm, right? You got a cast on. Or you see people with a boot, right? You know, they hurt their foot. So then you can be more accepting, like, oh, oh watch your foot. Watch the curb. You'll let them know. But mean people, we don't usually do that too, right? It's easier to get mean back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want to be a I can be a too. And it's like, no, I made a decision. I abandoned myself to God. And I, I like to think about what does that really mean if I abandon myself to God? If I give myself to God, if I sacrifice, in other words, mm. if I sacrifice and... When I think about sacrificing, it's like when you get sober, right? Day one. Somebody's out there, maybe day one today. Maybe day five, maybe day 13. I don't know what day you're on. Maybe you're on day 2,000. But you have to sacrifice drinking today. And when we're new to sobriety, it's hard. Mm. It's challenging to give up something we like. Something some people physically need, correct? Because without that drink, they might go into DTs, yeah, or some other form withdrawal. of right withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And alcohol withdrawal, they say, is the worst. Could be lethal, right? Could be fatal, right? Could be fatal. So somebody's suffering from that. I don't know who it is, and I don't know where they are. But I know when we sacrifice something to God, I give it to God. I abandon it to God. I say, God, here, you take it, you have it. I have always received a blessing. Mm. I have always received a blessing from saying, okay, God, you got this. Okay, God, I'm not going to rip into that person right now. 
that was so nasty and mean to me. I'm going to keep my big fat mouth shut. <laughs> I'm not going to respond. I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to let God do. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like God showers. And you, you and Always. I talk. Yeah. It's this big showering of love. And like, whoa, I don't know what I did to deserve that. Why didn't I do it all the time? <laughs> you know, I think that's why they call the ism, right? Instant yeah. short memory. We forget. Instant short memory. We constantly forget. Like, where's God? Right? Where's God? Well, God's here. God's here. And that's why I like the mantra, God, I trust in you. Mm. God, I trust in you. We listened to the song before it started. What a great way to go Mm -hmm. when you're doing step three. And it's like a walking, moving mantra. Because every moment of our day, we're meeting people. Mm-hmm. Every moment of the day, we're, we're having a communication, a communing, and hopefully connecting. It's so nice when we connect with people, isn't it? Like, oh, my God, I love you. Wow, this is great. You, you think like I think. That's easy. God gave us that one. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count. <laughs> right. That's just too easy. <laughs> But isn't it nice, Marlene, and I know it's happened to you because it's happened to a lot of people, when there's someone out there, I, I, li- I like to use, I sometimes like to use Claude's sponsor as a great example, John. Couldn't stand John. Couldn't stand John. Could not stand John. John had time when I, when I first got sober. I don't know how much time he has, but I know I have 20 years, so he's got to have like 30 years. <laughs> Seems like 30 years. And man, I thought he was, you know what? <laughs> right? Do you ever meet those people? You can't stand them? Don't like them? Don't talk to me? Mike Chase, I know you know a lot of them. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, because people talk in AA. So then all of a sudden, something happens with that person. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Right? And something comes out of their mouth and I'm like, oh, I love you. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, what happened to that? Yeah. Now all of a sudden. Yeah. They're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. That's God. Yeah. That's God. That's God softening your heart. That's God changing your heart. But you got to open. You got to be open to hear it. You got to abandon. You got to abandon. You got to abandon. You got to sacrifice. Right. Right. But the more we keep doing it, the more we keep practicing. That's how we started, right? We got to practice. The more we keep practicing. It's a discipline. It is. And by nature, we're what? Very undisciplined. Extremely. We don't want to do anything that's good for us, especially. We want to do everything that's bad for us. We want to hurt ourselves. We do. Yeah. We do. By nature, that's what happens. But we start flipping the script because we started practicing. God, I offer myself to thee. We mess it up a little bit. That's all right. God knows even when we don't speak. God knows what we're thinking. We got a direct link to God just by our thinking. Just by our thinking. I don't even have to say it out loud. I love saying it out loud. I just have to think it. God. That's all I have to think is God. And then God starts showing up. God starts showing up in these little, little examples. It's like that. Remember I told you when I want something, I got to have it. I got to have it. 
I want it now. Morning's been with me. Boy, get put me in a store. OMG. I still got problems, people. I didn't say, <laughs> I, didn't say, I, didn't say I was problem free. Right? I'm God reliant. But get me in a good store. And all of a sudden, mm. woo! Got to spend, got to spend, got to spend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what happens. It's a takeover. <laughs> right? It's a takeover. Yeah. Another defect. Rearing its head. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, whoa. That's why I like that prayer. Three simple words. God help me. Yeah. God help me. God help me. God help me. God help me get out of this store. Sure. <laughs> but we're talking about alcohol. Mm. And alcohol changes a lot of things for us when we're, when we're drinking. And it also changes a lot of things when we're not drinking. And that, that's the important thing is if I'm really, really, really abandoning myself to God. Now, here we are. You're in your 15th year of sobriety. I just turned 20 years sober. We're still practicing God and AA in all our affairs, even when we don't like it, even when it shows up and it sucks. And you go, oh, God, now, now what? How do I get through this? And, you know, Marlene, let me ask you something. Since you had a day, mm. did you ever think once about drinking today? No, but I was crippled with fear, self-centered fear. But not the thought of a drink. No. Not the thought of a drink. So tonight, for us here and for those out in Zoom land, uh, we'd like to preface with, and we talk about it, they'll read it at the end, about what is a recovered alcoholic. Mm. A recovered alcoholic is someone who does the work. A recovered alcoholic is someone who's in the literature. A recovered alcoholic is practicing the principles. Mm. So what is the principle behind this? Faith. Faith and the W in... Oh, it's the W in uh, how. Right. Willingness. It's all over that third step in the 12 and 12, like 10, 12 times. So when I, I, cause we're thick, <laughs> we need lots of repetition. Yeah, you keep, it just keeps saying I'm <laughs> thick. I should say, <laughs> well, we all, we all are, but willingness, willingness and more willingness. Mm. I love the four letter word more because we need mm. more willingness, willingness, especially when times are tough. So it keeps hitting the idea that are we willing? Are we willing? And then it, then when we get into the big book, it talks about being convinced. What Be, are we convinced? What am I convinced of? That we were alcoholic and could not manage our lives. That, no, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And that God could and would if he were sought. If he were sought. That's the operative word. That God, because a lot of people can believe in God and do jack. Right? You know what I mean by jack? Squat. Right. Right. Other operative words. And so... It's like, I can believe in God, and I can go to church all the time. There's a guy in my group in Jersey, Joe DiMeglio, and uh, he likes to talk about that, about the big book and the good book. So he was a big, big believer in just the good book, the good book, mm. the good book. And I, I've been redeemed, I've been redeemed. And <laughs> poor guy could not stay sober, mm. not stay sober, but he'd been redeemed <laughs> a lot of times, mm. a lot of times. And it's like, it's, it's just like taking, it's just like taking the prayer, right? God, I offer myself to thee. I give myself to thee. All take of me, me. Take me. 
So, but I can go back on my word, right? Quick. Aren't we, don't alcoholics go back on their word a lot? We lie. (laughs) We flat out lie. I'll show up. I'll be there, boss man. Right? I'm going to be there 830. And then you get there when you want to get there, right? And they go, you're fired. Right? You're fired. You don't work here anymore, missy. Why? (laughs) You didn't show up. Oh, I'm not that late, right? <laughs> I start playing victim mm. to my own circumstances that I caused, that I created, because I lied. And I can do that sober. I can say, God, I offer myself to, to the and do whatever I want. Sober horse thief, right? Right. So if I'm convinced that I'm an alcoholic, that I can't even manage my own life, that God could and would if he were sought. What do I really, what do I really do, Marlene, to prove that? What do you think? We stay sober, first of all. Right. And we don't drink under any and all circumstances. And we try to live by the principles. Um, you know, the four absolutes is a good place to start. Mm. You know? Go ahead. What are they? Honesty, absolute, absolute honesty, um, love. Um, I'm drawing hope. Blank. Hope. No, hope is H U L P. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> we talked about this. Absolute honesty, absolute uh, unselfishness, uh, love, and purity. Right. Yeah. 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 So that helps you to guide my behaviors. Yeah. Is it really loving? Right. Is it really? We can always hide. A bad motive under a good motive. Oh, yeah. We're good at that, Checking too. motives. And, we can get real good at oh, other things really if good. we practice them. And so what am I practicing? Am I really walking the walk? Or am I talking the talk? And I really believe what happens is our lives, our actual life at work, at home, here, in the room, out of the room, is a reflection of what we do. And that's why in the beginning when we were talking about, well, what is my relationship like with other people? If you said, well, how's your job? Do you like your job? No, I can't stand my job. I hate my job. My boss sucks. If you had my boss, you'd quit. Right? So right then and there, you, you can say, oh, that's a shame. You got a problem. Maybe you should get a new job. No, I'll never make enough money. Oh, okay. All right. No, I don't want to drive that far to work. So you can tell I'm having a problem, right? Negative mindset. But we talk to people like that every day, don't we? Especially newcomers out there in Zoomland. Somebody out there in Zoomland hates their job. I know because I hated my job too. Right? We wouldn't be here if we didn't hate something. Typically ourselves. Yeah. That's how it really unfolded. Mm -hmm. That's how it really happened is I couldn't stand me. And yet everybody thinks you got it made. Mm. Well, God, you're so great at what you do. And it's like, oh, my God. No, I don't like what I do, did. I didn't like who I was. I was living a lie. I was living a lie, pretending to the world that I had it made. And I wanted to kill myself. That's not the truth. But when we become examples of our truth is love. God is love. The very first thing I ever learned was God is love. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't know what it meant. I just knew God is love. Well, what does that mean? Well, now I know what it means. And now I can live God is love because my truth is love. So if I'm in truth, I surrender. We admit it, right? Okay, God, I know I'm an alcoholic now. Came to believe. Okay, God, you gave me some clarity. You're going to restore me. You told me I'm cray cray, right? Didn't like that mental defect word. Hated it. That's a, mm. that's a four letter word, not the good <laughs> one, right? It's like, whoa. And now I'm making a decision to let him finally to let him mm. finally. And our lives become our testimony, our lives and how we interact with other people. You know, I, I obviously I know Marlene really, really well. And when I see her relationship with her husband, it's so sweet. Mm. It's so tender. It's like, and it's not like people don't have problems because people have problems, right? Mm -hmm. But when you see tenderness and you see a loving relationship, it feels so good to witness, to be a part of, even in friendships, right? Mm. When you see two really good friends, you go, oh my God, I love you guys. What a great friendship. When you're with people who are in conflict, you want to get out of the room, right? Quick. You don't want to be around them because they're in conflict. They, they're like, whoa, they're wreaking havoc. I was like, whoa, I got it. Sorry, I got to go. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I got another appointment. Excuse me. But when you like being in someone's space, that's like that God space. Mm -hmm. It feels like, whoa, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> What did I do to deserve this? And it's really paying attention to, you know, those bedevilments that we talked about yeah. that you can do sober. And now we're living like this consideration, kindness, generosity, because as, as people that are in active alcoholism, what do we do? Gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Take, takers, take, take. Takers, takers. We are big takers, right? I used to love to steal the coffee from work. <laughs> I think it was okay. They got plenty here. I can take whatever I want, right? Let me take toilet paper too. I need a couple rolls, right? Seemed normal to me. I worked at a big company. They had plenty of supplies. In fact, they were my supply house. My girlfriend, Tara, and I used to love to go into work and get the coffee, the toilet paper, anything we could get our hot little hands on. Take, take, take. Give me, give me, give me. But listen, don't look at me like I'm the only one. Okay? Right? Don't look at me like I'm the only one. Because you know yourself, you used to open the medicine cabinet in people's houses, right? Who's done that? Right. All of you. Just about. We used to love to snoop to see what other people had. Why? So we could take it. So we can get it. So it can become ours. And rightfully so. Because you invited me in. <laughs> so now I have a right to take what I think is mine. You don't own it anymore. I do. <sighs> and so now we look at, you know, abandoning ourselves, giving ourselves, sacrificing ourselves to this disease that we have. And all of a sudden, we flip the script. So instead of... Being a taker and a gimme, 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 who do I become? A giver. A person that wants to give love. A person that wants to give my time. And we have to give a lot of time, right, Marm? 
A lot of time. Time. Time is the most precious mm -hmm. gift that we can give anybody. Can't put a price tag on time because we don't hand out our, we don't, in AA, we're not handing out our, saying it's a dollar an hour, right? A dollar fifty an hour. Mm -hmm. It's nothing an hour. We get more from it than they get from it, right? Every time. We are the ones that get filled up. Every time we empty out, mm -hmm. we get filled up. And so that's what we're doing is we're finally giving back and it does make us productive. And God blesses that effort too. Not that we do it for that, but it's like a perk. It is a major perk once you catch on. Yeah, it's good. Once you catch on, it's like, wow, I don't know what I did to deserve that. Mm -hmm. You couldn't put a price tag on it. I couldn't get paid enough to do what we do. Amen. I mean, it's like being alive. And it is contagious, and it is holy, and it is spiritual. And that's okay. That's great. That's what makes it work. I want people to know here in this room that this girl is on fire. <laughs> right? Yes, she is. I mean, we are we on are. fire. It's not just me. It's we. Marlene might not be as loud. You don't have to be loud to do this. <laughs> it's not a prereq. I'm the yin to your yang. Yeah. But you just have to do the work. You just have to keep remembering to say, God, I offer myself to thee. God, I trust you. Right here, right now, when I'm afraid, when I'm scared, when I'm lonely, when I'm tired, when I don't feel like doing it, when I'm hurt, when I'm betrayed. All the things I felt when I was drinking. And I'm not drinking, but I can still have those feelings. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I hate to say that Marlene said to me this weekend, did you tell Claude that? And I was like, I know, I, I, thought, I admitted it. I admitted the truth. Truth hurts, right? It's like, I don't want to tell anybody my Achilles heel. I don't want to tell anybody when, oh, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't want to tell anybody that. Like I was hurt. Mm. I thought you liked somebody better than me, Right. <laughs> Because then when we start comparing, we compete. Not a good place for alcoholics. Mm. I know about that game. And that is a game. And I don't want to do that in AA. Mm. I don't want to do that as a sober woman with dignity and grace. So it's like, I got to keep, keep telling on myself. Mm. I got to keep revealing who I am so that I'm crystal clear. And I don't think I'm somebody I'm not. Because I'm, I'm not all better yet. It's a really, it's a, it's a day in, day out practice. And that's why I love, you know, friendship in AA. It's a gift from God. Sponsorship. I know Mar, Mar sponsors out the wazoo. I sponsor out the wazoo. It takes time. It takes effort. I have a sponsor. I call my sponsor. Hey, 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 hey. Just to let them know how I'm doing. Because I can get derailed in a minute. Mm. And I, I don't want to get separated from God anymore. I have to stay in tune to God, that good orderly direction. Amen. Gift of desperation. Group of drunks. Amen. <laughs> right? You've got to stay plugged into these people, mm. to all of us, and meet the newcomers coming in, mm. saying, hey, you know, we're here. We want to help you if you let us. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure you want the help too. That being convinced, mm -hmm. we were now at step three because we want to help the sick and suffering alcoholic 
As long as you want the help, we're here to help. So it's it's been a good it's it's been a good road to know that God is here for us when we when we call out loud, mm. God help me and we sit in that quiet space with God. And it is a quiet space. It's just like, you know, when we were in North Carolina and, you know, it's like waking up and breathing in God with no other sounds, no other noises, not up here, not in here, not out there. The stillness of God, I believe, speaks to our very soul and heals mm. when we so greatly need the gift. And all we have to do is ask mm. and simply offer ourselves up to God as we are. It's very healing. It's very fulfilling. So, again, Marlene, so blessed to mm. be here. So glad I was with you this morning. Thank you. In that moment, you know, a God, God is the big divine intervention. God, always placing people where we mm. need them. Mm-hmm. When we're on our way to the store, when we're on our way out the door, all of a sudden it's like, oh, Oh, here comes so-and-so. And he places us where we need to be. As long as we stay close to God. As long as we keep seeking God. That's the most important thing is seek, 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 seek. Seek God and everything that we do. Even when we feel like we're messed up and we're scared and we're afraid and we're lonely and we're tired. Seek God. Go to God. Um, so... Is there anything else? Mm, I think you covered it beautifully. So, again, out there in Zoom land, all of you, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We're honored. We're honored to be here with all of you. And we're really blessed to be able to commune and connect and talk about it and just to be with you in spirit. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Um, now we're going to have Joey come up and do the secretary's report. Hello, everyone. I am your recovered alcoholic secretary. My name is Joey. Um, thank you, ladies. I was I enjoyed that a lot. Um, in keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, the baskets are going around. And they're going around in here. And don't forget, go to aa.org or your local intergroup website, and you have the ability to give online. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. Please do that and give back to this amazing program that's done us so much good. Um, this time, I've asked Pat. Rob. His name is Rob. He's a good man. I, yeah, my apologies, Rob. You're a good man. And he's going to read recovered statement. Thank you. 
Good evening. I'm an alcoholic. My name is Pat or Rob. Um, recovered. This is the recovered statement. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured. That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in the body. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Thank you, Rob. You're a good man. All right. Um, all right. 1940-style big book sponsorship from the forward of the second edition Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sobered once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above su suggest a 75-plus percent success rate. Um, at this time, I'm going to ask a show of hands of all you recovered alcoholics. Throw them up. Anyone in the Zoom room, please do the same. Um, and now anyone needing a sponsor, um, would you please put your hand up? And any recovered alcoholics that see hands raised, please go after them. And uh, let's get these folks back to God, please. Um, is it the last... It's not. That's okay. Yes, we got another one coming around. All right. Thank you. Please join us Monday night's Big Book Study Meeting. It's a great time. Big Book's coming alive. We're into the wives. You're like, oh, that's a chapter? It definitely is. It's right after working with others. It's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, fellowship starts at 630 on Zoom. And the big book study itself starts at 7.15. We would love to see you there. Um, we have CDs, mugs, large print big books, little red books, and big book dictionaries for sale. Uh, pop over to the local intergroup site. Say hello to the beautiful people running this amazing organization. Or go online and get it if you're trying to be safe because of COVID. you got to stay safe. Uh, that's cool, too. All right. We meet every Thursday in this room, uh, Zoom, Fellowship. Um, starts at 6.30, and the meeting itself starts at 7.15. We ask you to be courteous and ready to begin at the sound of the bells. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Thank you, Joey. Okay. Um, uh, thanks again to you two for sharing your wisdom and experience and just all of it. I really appreciate you guys here. Um, we, oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, we have tonight's session and all the past speaker podcasts online for free at alcoholicsandgod.org. Um, and I'd like to invite everyone to our Monday night big book study, same time, same place. Um, let us close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done. 
forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. See you on Monday or next Thursday.
Thank you. 
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. Green now, growing vine. 
friends. They twist and turn each way. Flowers blooming all the time outside my door. song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye.
dignity. Got one man that just wants to say. 